Welcome to Car Talk Tuesday show. It's me, Matty J, with Edward B and Mr. David Prince, the most gentlemanist, gentlemanist, well, it's not even a word, gentlemanist, gentleman, you never know. Just a, just a wow. top bloke, all-round good guy. Are you, are you suggesting very big shoes that I am not gentlemanly? <laughs> I mean, in terms of, uh, in terms of the, the level of, uh, of, of, of hu- human here, David's like on a pedestal right now, and, and <laughs> oh, <laughs> is, this, is this because he won the quiz a couple of times? Is that well, why? Yes, because um, you are you are currently Edward. Speaking of you here, you were like the the quiz champion, pretty much demolishing everybody every week. Not really. I didn't always win. Others did win. Now you found some proper competition, and you know it has to be. Look, uh, David, I'm going to tell you. He, he called me after the quiz last time. And was like. Far out, this this uh, you can't bring him on anymore. So, is <laughs> 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 he? <laughs> well, oh, I'm glad you've got a new flavour of the month, and um, I'm just chopped liver. Actually, uh, David, you're always more than welcome on the show. Um, and you know, not always, not as a last resort or anything, but like you know, w- <laughs> when we have you on, it's uh. Your breadth of knowledge is just in, in, insane. So it's really, it's actually really, really good to have, and, and a nice mix up from the usual uh, shenanigans we have on this show. So uh, different so, sort of shenanigans. Different sort of tame shenanigans. shenanigans. I'll just stay quiet here in the background. Call me if you need. Well, well, Edward, I'm sorry, but you know he's a uh, he's, he's I found a new best friend now. Okay, so. Oh dear! Oh yeah! Okay. This is you can find a new second best friend. What was that movie? There was a movie where you can find. Oh, it was um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That was which she is, yeah. Second, <laughs> but but on on Ferris Bueller's Day Off, you know the eighties film with the uh, Ferrari and whatever. You, I think it was um, Ferris is on the phone to Cameron, wanting him to come over so they can go on their on their day of you know skiving about and what have you. And he's like, you can if you don't know, if you don't know even five minutes, you can find a new second best friend. <laughs> And then Cameron's like, you've been saying right, this. I feel like I'm not noticed, okay? I, 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 I'll take that on board. It's all good. I'll just, I'll just be here. Edward, you know I'm kidding. Uh, you know, I, 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 I appreciate want to be battles. <laughs> I actually listened to yesterday, believe it or not, Edward, uh, the um, uh, Advanced My LTD. It, was, it came up on my, on my USB in my car when I was driving. <laughs> and it, it started with some talking. Oh, I know what this is. And then I, I listened to the whole thing. <laughs> Um, David, have you heard that the uh, the LTD song? Have you not heard the LTD song? It's, it's um <laughs> he he wrote this song. I can't remember the words, or I do it live for you now, but I can't actually oh. remember the words. <laughs> but um he uh, he did, he did it on the fly when he, when we were going for a drive in the in the LTD, which is pure luxurious. Just just letting you know, of course. Um, uh, that he was he's, he's like um Australians all. Well, Joyce, uh, for when they're young and free, I'm wafting down the road of life in my big LTD. It just, it just, it just, it just went on and on. And it's so good. But I get it as, as Les Patterson because traveling in that car, I got into the character of Les Patterson because it's a very Les Patterson-esque vehicle. It is. And so it is. I was in the back and I just started being Les and parts of this song came to me and then I wrote it out later that night and um, I performed it on the podcast Um Oh, this is like a year ago or something, you know. But yeah, oh, you need to hear. You need to hear. I, I, I do need to hear that. I would. Uh, I'm yeah. sure I'd enjoy that. It'd be un-Australian well, to have a listen to that. 
I'll, uh, I'll, have to, I'll have to find it for you and I'll, and I'll, um, I'll scoot it through to you, David. Um, but gentlemen, how are we? How's this week been going? Uh, been troubling for you both? Pretty um, much good. like last week was. And pretty much like the I'd say good. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not stuck at home. We're safe at home. Isn't that what yeah, we've been safe. saying? Yes. Yeah. Um, no, all good. Uh, yeah, no complaints. Very, very good. Um, I was saying to a friend, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm scared that I've become um, institutionalised. I was saying to a friend because, you know, like when, when if they, if I said if they lifted the restrictions, say tonight, and said, okay, tomorrow you're completely back to normal, going to work, seeing friends, doing whatever you want, like totally back to normal, I'd actually feel a bit, feel a bit overwhelmed by that, and I'd, I feel like I wouldn't want to go rushing out there. You know, I've become used to my little bubble. I, yeah. I sort of get that. I'm sort of enjoying walking every day too. That's uh, yeah, something too. I don't usually have the luxury of doing. Yeah. Um, and all my all my car brochures are sorted alphabetically, and oh. and, and um, you know, I've been busy in the garage, so the garage is looking pretty fantastic. And you've revisited. See, the problem with that is like it's like cooking. You know, one for me, one for the guests. You know, like you'd be picking out brochures and going, "Oh, I haven't seen that in a while," and you'd be going down all these little rabbit holes of brochures and not actually working. There is a bit of that going on. Case mm. in point, the uh, Zampati laser and meteor brochure I came oh, across today. Yes. Well, yes. Maddie and I saw one of those at the Wreckers. Remember, we were at Centre Road and we just. Yes. About... Yes, I, I remember yeah. the photos. You posted the photos. Yeah. Well, when my mum used to work at um at her last place, they had, they had, a, they had a guy that worked there. He he loved lasers, and his daily was a um was a uh would it, would have been a K. KB? Or was it a KC? It was it was it was an early it was an early actually it was it was a KB. KB somebody. And um I'm like, this is so cool. I remember I rocked up this is probably when I first got my, my SR2. And I and I parked behind it and I'm and I'm, I'm like, oh that's a that's a Carlos and Betty edition. That's actually a really cool car. And then we got <laughs> yeah. then I didn't realise he the guy that actually owned it worked there. We got talking for about twenty minutes and the boss was like, Get back to work. <laughs> I remember, was it a gear or a GL? It was a GL, but okay. um, white with the they had the, they had the most interesting interiors room, just like her name oh, yeah. everywhere. Um, so, so, but it was it was cool. It was it was definitely. Oh, cool. it was the Zampetti. Oh, okay. it was Zampetti. Yeah, yeah. yeah it wasn't the laser. No, it's a proper Zampetti. Um, but Zampetti's were based on the um, on the GL. They weren't based on the. Um, on, on the gear and no, that's right. They had the, I can tell you because I read the brochure today. They Ooh. had the premium sound, uh, so they had the, the nice pioneer uh, deck in them, um, and they had an extra heel mat for the uh, carpet to protect the shoe protecting heel mat. Oh, uh, nice! And um, they came in diamond white or John Quill yellow, or and the sedans were available in Moroccan beige. Wow, I remember why. I don't think I've ever seen a yellow one. I don't, yeah, think they, they, I don't think I've ever seen a meteor, uh, Carlos and Patio. I've never. I don't think I've ever seen one of those. Oh, there's one on my Insta page actually, because I followed <laughs> one through Doncaster a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> but the the alloys they had the um, the TX3 alloys, um, and they uh, this is the KC series, the TX3 alloys, and they were colour coded. So the yellow cars had yellow alloys, the white, oh, wow. cars had white alloys, and the Moroccan beige ones had Moroccan beige alloys. Wow! Yeah. Context for our listeners who don't know who Carla Simpati is. She's a she's a fashion designer. Um, yeah, she is. Yes. Yep. So yep. 
You're still around, I believe. Yeah. Um, Australian fashion designer, still around. Yep. Still um, has stores, I believe. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Um, so it's funny though. Like, I, I think she's got one on on Chapel Street for memory, or or, or somewhere. Oh, yeah. I, I remember yeah. actually driving past, and I was like. I wonder if she's got a, a, a laser in there. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just it's just like, back. She's probably one of those happy. people, one of those celebrities that's endorsed a car and thought, like, you know, as the years yeah. have gone by, I thought, oh, is that such a good idea? Yeah. Like the Brabham Tirana, the HB Brabham Tirana. <laughs> Maybe she's... that was such a great idea back in the day, but, you know. The problem is, and we've said this before, because early on, Matt, you and I did a show about... Um, about celebrity-endorsed limited editions. You know, we Greg did that. Yeah, like the Greg Norman Statesman or the, I don't know. Oh, Peter the, Weirich Sigma. The, the, Rex, the Peter Weirich Sigma, the, the Rex Hunt Patrol. And the problem with a car company in getting a celebrity endorsement is you never know now what the hell's going to come out of the closet later. <laughs> so, you know, they could be like That's Rolf true. Harris up on charges and you've got a bunch of these Rolf Harris oh, cars yeah. out there. And it's, it's not a good look, you know. Yeah, the would go, Nubitsky. It's too risky to put a celebrity's name on a car, I think. The other thing I was reading about today were Brock Samaras. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Samara. Lada Samara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah. yep. He must have been desperate at that point in his life to go for oh. it. He was playing around with gel, mint jelly and electrodes in those polarizer boxes. Oh, he, he was. was. Interesting he was. character. And then he... Um, Desperation. He, he did some Fords as well. He did, he did a Ford... Um, he did a Ford... Yeah. Uh, is it EA? Yep. EA, yep. Uh, he, did, he also did a Maverick. He did a, a, a Brock Telstar. He did a Brock... Um, he, what he the did, hell's on a, on a Brock Maverick? Seriously, what's on that? Yeah, who knows? So, but he also, did, <laughs> he also did a Brock LTD slash Fairling as well, which is quite, which is quite rare. Really? Yeah, so... Yeah, there wouldn't be many of them around. No. no. Yeah. Where are they now? Where art thou, Brock? Um, so it's almost as um, a, a sad as some of the early badge engineering attempts, isn't it? When they they've model shared and and the, the the usually the manufacturer that had the car to begin with sells gangbusters, and then the uh, the one that's yes. the the rebadged version never does as well. No one it? no one wants the sort of the fake rip off. Like I remember my sister in the eighties got a cabbage patch doll, or a friend did. <laughs> And it wasn't because the genuine ones were quite expensive, like $45 back then or something. But they had rip off Cabbage Patch dolls, and it was very obvious what was the rip off. So, you know, it never, never, you know, I remember her friend crying um, because she only got the rip off, and then the parents had to go and get her the genuine one. So they ended up buying the rip off one and the genuine one. You know, it all just went downhill. But yeah. no one wants that. No one wants that second class no. vehicle. But you see, if it's done well, like, they do so well. For example, like Laser three two three. Laser three two three. They 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 were probably an example of a good one. But no one wanted a Maverick. They all wanted a Patrol. You know. Yeah. Yep. No, no one. one no one, people wanted Pintara. And, yeah, they they wanted Cameron. They they wanted mm, Pintara. The Ute. Corsair. Yeah, and this new that was a Ute, which was a, a Ford Ute, wasn't it? It was legit. They all they did was just change the uh, the grill. I think the horn pad, and that was it. <laughs> No one wanted that. That doesn't get you credibility on the building site. <laughs> I, remember, I saw one for sale not too long ago. It was like, yes, it's a genuine Nissan Ute. And like he was, he was trying to charge charge a lot of money. I was like, you know, this is quite a rare car. I'm like, yeah, it's oh, rare. Rare and collectible. Yeah, no, it's rare. Rare, not collectible. rare yes. <laughs> not collectible. Okay. 
Um, what else? What do we need to chat about? Car oh, updates. Updates. Uh, we're going to do car updates. Edward, I uh, gave you a chop out with, uh, with an update for one of your cars. Well, it's been a big week, and I say that I wouldn't normally say this was a big week, but it has been a big week because I purchased an accessory for one of my vehicles from Facebook Marketplace, which David, I wouldn't normally be able to do. Are you sitting down, David? Because uh, this is this is big. This is huge. I think David knows about that. I think I did tell him about it. Um, so I saw a set of '80s wheels to suit my Tarago on Marketplace. And I saw them about a week ago and thought, nah, you don't need alloys. Stop being silly. You're in lockdown. You can't do anything. Forget about it. So I talked myself out of it. Then another friend saw the link, pinged it to me and goes, ooh, this is a bit of you, Ed. And I'm like, you know, yeah, he's right. He's right. It is. (laughs) And the guy was closing down and like best offer. And I thought, oh, for pretty good condition, 80s Tarago alloys, which were also, as David and I have discussed, on the Corona Avanti, and they were also on the Celica. Um, And I think they were the only three Toyotas they were on, I think. Anyway, so $150 later, I had, yeah, I have four of those, and and Maddie's mum works right near this factory, and so she was able to pick it up, you know, legit on her way to... Connections, that's incredible. I know, all about connections. Had it been in any other suburb, it probably wouldn't have worked. So, they were meant to be. Meant to be. They're meant to be. They need a little bit of a polish up, and then I'll swap my tyres onto them, and then we've got the full 80s. I mean, my car has the genuine hubcaps on it, but the alloys will give it an extra dimension, I think. Oh, yes. I've always been a fan of those alloys. Actually, speaking of that, um, yesterday I saw a Celica with those same alloys. I'm like, ooh, it's just, it's just driving fast. They're um, very blocky and they're very 80s and there's a lot of polished metal. So I think they'll set the car off nicely. I, I think they will. I reckon, I reckon they're a good-looking wheel too. I reckon they're really nice. But um, off my mum went yesterday with the, uh, with the Foz. You know, put the seats down, chuck them in, <laughs> laughing. Yep. Nice. I owe her a bottle of wine for her trouble. And, and um, the, uh, uh, the things she does for, for me and my friends. I'm like, well, Edward's everybody's friend. She's like, yeah, you got a point there. Edward's everybody's friend. <laughs> not everyone. Not everyone. Oh, uh, he's not the way, Edward, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, um, it was very appreciated. So I thought that was a bit of fun. In an otherwise dull lockdown world, to have some wheels coming in, that's a, that's a fun um, activity when we get let out to sort those out. They are locked Thanks. up in my storage unit, uh, Edward, so no one's... Thank you. Thank you. Under, under security, high security. 100%. Uh, <laughs> what else? Car updates. Uh, David, done anything with your cars over the last two uh, weeks? Yes. Um, uh, my son Mitchell and I, who works, with, uh, works in motorsport, um, he... Uh, helped me on the weekend and we changed the oil and did the plugs and everything in the two of the scamps that are at my place at the moment. So the 600 and the 360, the original 360. Um, How was the oil coming out, David? Was it? Oh, it was, it was a little dark. Okay. Uh, Yeah. They hadn't been done for quite a while because they do so little mileage, you know, but I was busy talking to Mitchell about the, uh, about the Ed Bunting servicing month. (laughs) <laughs> was, Mitchell, was Mitchell aware of my servicing month? 
he wasn't, but he wasn't surprised, let's say that. <laughs> but it's, it's only been instigated relatively recently, as in, and when I say that, only this year and last year, the only two years I've done servicing. Oh, really? Money. The way you talked about it, I thought you'd been doing No, that. but it was just a revelation, and I'll, I'll never go back. I can't go back to normal okay. normal ad hoc servicing. No, it's all done together, and it's, it clears your mind. It's great, because that's been... Because that's been on your mind, those scamp oil changes for quite it a while. It has. We did the van not uh, not that long ago. Um, they've got quite a, the oil filters are getting harder and harder to find. They're a, a paper filter in a little canister that, yes. that that screws up into the bottom of the engine. Yep. So um, uh, another friend in the club had actually um, got me three of them for my birthday back in March. Oh. So I, <laughs> what a birthday present! Good reason to use them. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, are, they, are they still available online, David? Um, I had a quick look on, um, what did I look on, Repco? No, but there is a RICO number for them. So the okay. next step, um, I'm going to look through the trade and see if we can... Uh, yeah. uh, oh, actually, I, I know someone who works at, at, at Supercheap. So I, mean, I was going to say, if you give me the part number, I was about to say, if you give me the part number, I'll, um, I'll call our rep and I'll see if I can. Oh, brilliant. Okay, fantastic. I'll do that. Yeah, um, yeah, because thankfully, I mean, they just, as I said, they don't do a huge mileage anyway. So I wasn't too fast, but being an air-cooled engine, you know, you you, yeah. you want to keep the oil good in them. Yep. Um, so that was done. The the six hundred, the the um, twenty-two thousand mile car, um, it's got a bit of a carby issue at the moment. So we actually pulled the carby off it as well, changed the accelerator pump, uh, the little diaphragm, the accelerator okay. pump, thinking yep. that might be the problem. Uh, but it wasn't, <laughs> so it's still what doing the same. You? What's it doing that car? That it? It's um, oh, it, it 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 sounds like it's running too rich, and and pops its head off, you know, um, and 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 just when you just jab, just when you make contact with the accelerator, it sort of dies and then comes oh, okay. and comes yeah. good sort of thing. So that's why I thought presumed it was the pump, but um, I have a. a uh, a good mate who who's in the trade um, who had had a workshop in uh, Huntingdale, um, who's done a lot of work on the cars over the years, and he's been my go-to guy sort of thing for the little cars. Um, but he's uh, no longer has his workshop, but he still does a bit privately. But so it, it's out of lockdown. That was one of the first things. Is I'll, I'll have to get get the car to him just to have a, a bit of a tickle. Yeah. Um, again, I, I, I think it's partly the, the, the lack of driving and, you know, the more cars you have, the less, less they can get driven, I suppose. Yeah. So I've made a rod for my own back. Um, but it always makes you feel good, you know, putting nice clean plugs in and, and knowing they've got good oil in them, you automatically think they sound as if they run better. And um, I actually yeah. haven't driven it yet. I was planning to take it out today, but there was too much stuff in the way that I didn't quite get around to moving out of the way. Mm-hmm. To work it out, but that might be a job for tomorrow. Twenty-two degrees tomorrow, so it might be a lot. Oh, beautiful! So your service month, David, really is now September. It would appear that way. Yes. Yeah, yes. we'll put that in the calendar for next year. That's that's locked in now. Okay. Okay. Your May uh, service May. month. May. Yeah, I'm mine's May. You, I usually go a month later. I started the service month this year. Remember, how I started this year with. Uh, you did a few. Jeez, yeah, this is really catching on. This is, <laughs> I'm a changed man because of it. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a good thing to do. It's a good thing to do. It's well, it's very freeing because anything that crops up outside of service month, 
you just sort of deal with on an ad hoc basis. That's okay. And then it's sort of a bit fun because it's not like, oh, I've got to service this. Oh, I've got to service that. Oh, I've got to, oh, and it gets away from you. Whereas, yeah. like, you think, oh, I'll put those alloys on the Trago or I'll go down to the record or do that. But I'm not thinking about oil filter, any normal stuff. I'm just, I'm just tweaking the other fun bits that I want to tweak. No, I, I like this. I think it's, there's a lot of sense in that. A lot of sense. Mitchell should do it too. He's got a few cars. He does have a few cars, yes. We should yeah. get him on the regime. <laughs> I could write a book. Like people write dieting books, you know, about, you know, about follow my 10-step method and oh. you too can be successful. Well, David's running out of the room to grab something. No, no, no. Talking, talking of books, I, I did find a book in the garage the other day um, called Classic Car Buying on a Budget. Oh, oh, this is my kind of book. And I have to loan it to you. Um, it's written by a fellow called Howard Friedman, who's a Melbourne guy. Very nice chap. I've done work on plenty of his cars over the years. Right. Um, uh, he's a, ooh, I think he's a barrister. Yeah. Not a barista, a barrister. Um, and he's had some really interesting cars. He's had things like... <laughs> Doesn't know anything about coffee, put it that way. No, no, that's right, that's right. Lovely fellow. And, uh, yeah, he, he went through an MX-5 stage, so he bought a lot of MX-5 Mazdas. Um, and we, I do the trim repairs on them and, and that sort of thing for him. I first yeah. met him, I think the first car I did some work on for him was a um, Toyota Corona 1600S, which is the oh, little, the, little twin, uh, shovel nose Corona from RT40. RT40, yeah. that's the one. Beautiful yeah. little car and such a pretty little car in two, two door. Um, very uh, rare as a two door. Yeah. Very rare. Yeah. Well, they I, did sell one of those here. I don't think I've ever seen a two-door one of those, like, ever. And, they were a really pretty car. I think it was a twin cam, too. If I'm uh, not wrong, there was a wagon, too. Uh, yeah, there's a little five-door hatch. There was one at Classic Japan last yeah, year. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. It was a very nice car. Well, my, my mate from primary school, who's still a very good mate, his grandfather had one when we were in primary school. Yeah. Um, and they had the, the blue tinted windows. A lot of Japanese yeah. back in that those days had the sort of heavy tint on the windows. I yeah. always remember that. And the nice, uh, the nice full chrome hubcap, you know, with a bit of a trim yes. that sort of thing. So what's this, Harold? What does he say about this? Howard. Oh, it's a fascinating book, and it goes. Uh, uh, one well, of first things, of all, when was it published? It was published in. 2000 okay so it's 20 years old and um he, he told me this is his first book and uh he told me you know oh, he said this is brilliant what you do he said i'm going to write a book and i'm going to make a dedication to you in the book i said hey, that's the book. <laughs> no he, did. He, did. he did in the acknowledgements there's about oh, about 10 people mentioned and one of them is to david prince a magician with leather and vinyl for also being a lover of quirky cars and for arranging my date with a mazda cosmo <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's fantastic. But it's a great book because it goes through um, how you don't have to be, uh, you don't actually have to see the car to buy it. If it's, you know, in another state, there it takes you through different ways you can actually contact a club in that state or um, contact the equivalent of like the RACV to go out and inspect it and get a report yeah. and also get the person to, um, you know, take, you know, I think it's that long ago, it was almost like a roll of film. Taking yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, now you've just got FaceTime and whatever. That's right. That's exactly right. Um, also, finding the classic and, and it, 
one of the things he says in it, he he, he would cut the, the ads that interested him out. And it wasn't particular to any particular mark or make or anything. He he, he has quite wide and and um, ranging wide ranging tastes. Um, and uh, he said he would keep a like a scrapbook and he'd cut the ad out of the paper and stick it in, and then he'd um, he'd wait for a month or so, and then. Um, and then check again to see if it was advertised, like in the same magazine. And he wouldn't ring until they weren't being advertised anymore, because he reckons that so so few cars sell on the first ad, like those classic cars, unless they're you know, particularly in huge demand at the time. But he said you'd, you'd always ring when they stopped being advertised, because they were never expecting anybody to ring, and you wouldn't have the competition. So he said you'd always hear it in their voice, you know, that they go. Oh yes, it is still for sale, you know, like, because they've given up advertising for it. Um, things like, you know, he loved seeing, you know, when they put in the ad that they'd spent, you know, thirty thousand dollars on the restoration. And they thought, well, uh, you know, that that that's good of them to do that because I'm not going to pay the thirty thousand dollars for the restoration. No, um, so it's got a whole lot of really practical. What's sense on the cover? Can you show the cover just so I can get it? Oh, I can. It's just got sort of a uh, a um, mix of sort of clips from auction sites. Um, th things about, oh, and then preparing the car for sale and things that you do to actually like take it yeah. back to original and you take off the stickers and yeah, you know, um, um, there's a chapter on fiberglass cars. He said, oh, I don't, he doesn't really like fiberglass cars. Having said that he did buy a, one of the cars I worked on for him was a Corvette that had one of those Daytona Ferrari Daytona body kits on it. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and Emily, there's, a, I can't remember the name of the kit, but it's a, it's a well-known kit amongst yeah. those sort of people. So it was a, looked like a Ferrari Daytona convertible, but it was based on a Corvette. Um, a lot cheaper, cheaper yeah. to run. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else Would you, you rock one oh. of those, Maddie? Would you rock yeah. a, a Daytona fake? Well, the hell not. I mean, it, at least at least it'll work. Exactly. Yeah. So, it's good reading. I'll let, let you have a look at it then next yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, we'll have a browse through that one day. See Quite if we can entertaining. Yeah, yeah. Um, why did I tell you all that? Because we were talking Don't about... Um, Where did we get onto that? Updates with me. Uh, I've had quite a busy kind of a kind of a week actually. Of um, it's good when car parts arrive. It's like Christmas morning. Uh, oh yeah. And and you get uh, the notification from the from the courier company that it's on its way, and I'm like, ooh. <laughs> what could it be? A dash mat, a steering wheel, some fuses. Could be anything. Anything of those kind of excite me, Edward. So as as you know. <laughs> nice. Um, so. The steering wheel that I ordered from Japan, I think I mentioned it to you guys previously. The they've got they're all handmade, um, and you can they can they can make them to, to match your interior. So finally came in and I installed it. Um, it's I'll show you a picture. I don't think it's going to really look too too good. Though, looks good. It's, it's got the flat bottom. It's pretty yeah. funky. It's, um, it's got the the blue stitching to match the to match the gear gator and the gear knob. It's, it's all got blue stitching. Mm -hmm. So. Really looks nice. Uh, that was that was my. It's, it's an early present, and I'm I'm happy that it, that it came in yesterday. Because um, as soon as I got there, I was like, "Oh, this is like this is this is amazing." So, um, and you had no issue putting it on with the airbag. Not at all. So basically, I uh, I disconnected the battery, put my foot on the brake for a good you know, thirty odd seconds to make sure there was like no power in anywhere in the car. 
Um, so that was, when it was completely dead, then then remove the uh, the airbag. Um, it's actually pretty simple to do. It's not that hard. Um, but first of all, I put a I put a piece of tape. You probably saw the tape there across on the back of the on the wheel to the um to the uh, how was it called the um the, the cowling. The bin. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, um, yeah, yeah. so because for the steering wheel, you got to take the backing off it. Uh, it's like a piece of plastic, and put your buttons onto the new one. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when you put all that back together, it all lines up perfectly with the tape. So that's now it's schmick. Nice. Um, so I did that, um, timed it all up. I was like, first thing I came, like, please don't kill me because <laughs> of the through the driver's window. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, all, all good. No, no lights or anything on the dashboard. Um, Beautiful. Right. So yeah, it's. Uh, and you've taken it for a drive to try out the wheel. Oh yeah, and I took it actually. Well, my next update's coming in a second because I took it past um, one of my good mates. He's, he's he's one of my he's one of my best mates. I've known him since high school. Um, uh, we're good family friends. He lives legit five houses down the road from me, and and he's got WRXs. And he and he was after the he was after the same steering wheels. I'm I'm getting and he's saving up for it, but he's getting the one with the carbon fiber. Um, mm. Anyway, he uh, he saw me driving and he's like, hey hey, like you, you know he waved at me and he saw the, he saw the wheel and he's like. Oh, he's like, I've got to sit in this thing. So he's like, he's like, yeah. He's like, I'm ordering mine tonight. Nice. <laughs> so, so it was, it was, it was, it was really rough with that. Um, so then, then I, uh, on my Forester, because it's it's got the original tires from from when from when I bought it off my brother, and he did about twenty ish or twenty sorry thousand k's on it with those tires, and then I've put on another like twenty five thousand on them. So they were, I checked them the other day. I'm like, they're pretty bally. So that same guy, he he actually gave me a set of wheels ages ago, and I, ne- I never got to put them on. But now the tires are really bad. So I was like, oh, I've got an afternoon free. I could probably just quickly pop them off. Pop them over. Um, so that's what it looks like now. So there's 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 sort of um, there's sort oh, of red no. grids. It's, they're very deep dish, and I think they look they actually suited. I think they look quite mean. Yeah, it actually makes it look quite fat, to be honest with you. Um, so I don't know. If yeah, it looks great. I'm not a, you know, I'm not one for modified vehicles, as you know, but that looks quite good. <laughs> yeah, like it. like, they're I, sort I, of a charcoal colour, yeah. They're like a gunmetal grey bronzy colour. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's so, nice. So yeah, if they were to... black, I'd be far less into them. I don't. I think black. I don't. I've never liked black wheels on any car. Yeah, no, um, no. But I think that that grey charcoaly metallic is nice. Yeah, I mean, it's it's got like a good, it's got like a nice bronze tinge in it. So it's the same thing with my with my F six wheels. They're not black. They're like a they're like a gunmetal kind of grey. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I I actually think it looks um. I've got a front I've got a front view there as well. Well, there's no there's no selling this car, Maddie. Like this now, steering wheel done, wheels and tires done. Like you are committed to the Forester oh, now. Oh, I am. Like I I sent you a picture the other day, and I'll show show, show it to David as well. It's just the most. Pr- it's like the most practical car I've ever owned. Like I can just, I can just use it for well, everything. He's an SUV boy now. Yes, there oh. is something to be said for wagon life. You know when, when, where well, yeah, look at that bed in the back. He's got, got a, a bed full, full bed suite in the back of it. Nice, um, nice. You know, it's my Tarago wheels in the back of it. Tarago wheels know. in the back of it. It's. No. It's not a SUV in Britain as a public. It's more of a wagon, guys. All right, it's more of a wagon. Right. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> whatever you say, Matty. Um, but once you add that practicality, and the good thing is, it's not your only car. You've got other cars, yeah, but exactly right. um, it's very 
easy to just keep having that, you know, like, and same with the Pajero, you chuck stuff in it, you tow something, you can drive wherever the hell you want. You know, there's, you just turn the key and it works. There's a very nice. It's the automotive equivalent of having a horse in the family. Yeah, exactly. It'll carry stuff and it'll do the hard work and the slogging. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's nice. And I mean, look, it's, you know, it's done. Two hundred and forty-five thousand kilometers. Like it's 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 not it's not, not like a, that engine. Not, not that, that engine. engine. Exactly right. Fresh. So the, the engine's pretty fresh. Like it's obviously got a new STI block and, and and everything. And it it pulls like a train. It drives really well. It's like everybody's like Matt. Can I borrow the Forester to to, to do something with it? I've towed with it. Yeah, I've, that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. you own a Ute, if you own a Ute or a van, you know people in particular. Oh, yeah. I'm moving house. Can I borrow the Ute? I have a van. You know, constant. But you know what's funny though? Um, my brother was helping me move some stuff to my storage unit, which is in my 5K radius. Um, so he's got a, he's got a brand new Ranger Wild Track. Now the the Ranger's got like this um this, this like little cover uh, that goes yeah. in the back. Um, yeah. I can fit more it's, in my forest. Hard cover. Yeah, hard like cover. Yeah. Hard, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's, it's like a slide cover. It comes it's like a rolling, rolling hard cover. cover. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can fit more in my Forester. Yeah, he can in, in the in the back of that that Ute, and he's like the only good thing about the the Ute is you can still leave stuff out of the tread. Like like I had to put a fridge in there and stuff, and, and a washing machine. But I'm like, yeah. I fit the washing machine in the Forester, and it was fine. You know, so um, yeah. Yeah. it's he's like, yeah, dual, yeah. dual cab Utes are not amazing. You know, they I had a Triton for a while, a dual cab Triton, like an O seven model, I think it was. Um, and that I went to pick up alloy wheels for that car, you know, four alloy wheels and tires. I couldn't, I had to put one on the back seat. I, I could only fit three in the back. And you just think yeah. if that was my Pajero, they'd be stacked up in room for more. You know, it's, huh. it really is. They are a bit useless. Yeah. Yeah. I had it's a couple of work and, and I was always surprised how small a thing you could actually jam in the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With your work gear in there, you know, put something on the top. No, nah, it wasn't going to fit. No, nah, nah, you need a van. The only, the only the ultimate work car or tradies car is a van, a van with dual sliding doors. You can get at it from any angle, low loading height. Um, yeah. If I was a tradie, I'd be having an eye load, hundred percent. You're wrong, Ed. You need a Forester. Forester's the best tradie car. No, no, vans <laughs> are bigger than Foresters. Even. Well, my caddy's even got a flat bottom steering wheel already. So I know. Um, yeah, it's, it's got it all going on. It's, uh, it's, is that the factory, David, or did you add that? It is no, it's factory, and and I always thought no, I don't, don't think I like it. I don't think I want one. I don't, yeah, you because know, I just imagine it sliding back through your hands and oh no, that doesn't feel right. <laughs> but yeah, but it's not like that at all. It's actually pretty good. Yeah, I it, it took me it took me like a couple you know like turns. I was like oh, it's a bit weird, but now now it just feels normal. So, that's right. That's right. Um, so. So yeah, that's that. That's happened. Um, I managed to find a guard for the LTD. I, I mentioned this on Sunday for fifty bucks front driver side guard because. Oh, hang on. So we're spending more money. Yeah. Do you know, mate, are you aware that he's just had a little bit of rust taken out from above the windscreen, and then had that's led into having the whole roof painted. And now, right. last I heard, maybe there was a new windscreen on the way, possibly. Possibly, possibly, but that didn't happen. Okay, so then, and now, now, only one week on, the, another guard's going on it. This isn't turning into an eight grand car. Edward, Edward. <laughs> this front Look, guard. Adrian isn't on the show, so I need to slip into Adrian's shoes 
and give you shit oh. about the LTD. <laughs> this is just going from overcapitalized to mega overcapitalized. <sighs> so basically, there's two theories with classic cars, Maddie. One yeah. is that one is that you keep a, a fine list of everything and it, write down everything you spend and you keep the receipts all nicely filed and okay. I don't recommend it at any particular time. And the other one is you pay the bill, tear it up into little bits and throw it away and then yeah. you never have to actually know what you've actually spent on it. And enjoy the vehicle, I think. Is what it is. <laughs> exactly. But basically, uh, this, <laughs> this guard um, was, uh, it's in silver, but it's a genuine uh, you know, uh, 89 guard because the, the later ones had the, had the cutout for the indicator in the, in the quarter. And it was in silver and he lives in, he lives in uh, Truton which is near Castlemaine. Um, oh, yeah. But he's like... Right near my brother's place. Right yeah, yeah. Um, so, but, uh, but he's like, I come up to Melbourne every Monday and Friday. Um, and he's like, would you like me to bring it up for you and kind of look at it? So I was like, yeah, bring it up and I'll have a look. And then this was on the Friday. It was in like legit two streets away from me. So again, the, the world's turning around. It's coming good. Everything's in my area now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, so I, uh, I went and had a look at it. Um, gave him 50 bucks cash. And I've sanded it back. I've primed it. I've high filled it. I'm going to sand it back again. And then get, I, I got all my materials from work for you know, 30 bucks because I had some. I've got some clear coat left over. Um, I'm just going to just paint it because the guard on my actual car is all rusted in, on the inside and dinted. So I was like, you know, this guard's really nice. So I'll put that one on. And you know, I'm not spending the money, Edward, to go get it done professionally. I'll do it myself. Thank you very much. Well, now I'm concerned that it's not going to match and blend into the door and the bonnet. That's now my next concern. Oh, like if you get it, if you're going to replace the whole guard, it's got to match in. It will. It will. So mark my words, Edward. It will. I'll make Are it. You I'll make blend it work. and vanish. Are you going to blend and vanish into the driver's door? <laughs> if I have to paint the doors with my with my own way, I'll do it. So I'll to make it the one side the same. Uh, one thing overcapitalizing, but if you're overcapitalizing to make the car not a good finish, well, know. you know, if you can do it, you've got to do it properly. I know. Oh, look, oh, look, there's no guarantee I'm going to put it on. It was some spare paint I had from when I did the rear rust anyway. Um, you know, when so I this, is just, this is a play, playtime guard. It's a playtime guard. It's a bit of fun. If it doesn't, if it comes out <laughs> crap, I'm not going to put it on put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, Does your car have a pinstripe on it? It doesn't. Thing? It doesn't. Oh, okay. I sort of had it in my head it might have had a dark blue pinstripe something. Um, so not only that, guys, again, as I said to you, it was Christmas yesterday. Um, oh. oh, I can't take much more. <laughs> you, got, you need to sit down for this. Now, I found um, online in Queensland a set of original fog light covers for my Typhoon. And they are like rare as hen's teeth. You cannot find them anywhere. Um, no. So he's got... Go. I was just going to say, are these a protective cover that goes over the fog light? Correct. Yeah. That's what yep. it is. Okay. So the, the fog light, the car doesn't come with these. These are like a genuine accessory that can go over the fog light. Correct. Now the foggies on these are glass, so um, they do they do break. Um, and they were brand new in pack uh, online. They, they came up like, oh, that's that doesn't happen. Like they, they don't. I've tried to get them from my dealership for, for like for years. I'm just not able to get them. Um, so I bought them on Friday. They arrived on Monday. He did. He did. He did express post, and I didn't. I didn't pay for anything extra for it. So that was that was pretty good. That's um, amazing. Yeah, like we were like, today. Express uh, post from Macedon that took two and a half weeks. 
What? Well, I'm still waiting for my express post from Malvern that's take that I still don't have. So wow. that was a week and a half ago. Nothing, and that was express, not normal. So yeah. he played express post on, on the Friday. So no, I'll correct you. I bought it Thursday night online. He sent it yeah. Friday morning, and it arrived Monday afternoon. That's amazing. Yeah. That's so I was. I didn't expect it to come. I'm like, oh, this will probably take like a week or so. And so I haven't put that on yet because I got to, I'm, I'm going to tidy up the the tie in a little bit more. I'm going to clean the, the engine bay and do a, do a few things uh, once um, once COVID's over because I bought a I bought a new engine ins- installation pad because my one started to tear. So because yeah. um, I got a couple of hailstone dents in the bonnet, I want to get them fixed properly. And the, the guys are probably going to take take the, the whole insula- in, um, in, uh, insulation off anyway to do it. So like if he takes it off, I don't want him to damage the clips. So I bought a set of clips that were like five bucks. Um, yeah. To put like genuine clips and the and the guard ready to go. So when the bonnet gets fixed with the paintless din removal, I'll pop, pop that in and it'll it'll be, nice. be be very nice. So I'll be it'll be all nice and schmick again. So little things, Edward. Little things. Um, little things. Little things. I like it though. See, but that's yeah. that's a good car. The typhoon's a good car. That's worth spending. Oh. That's going up in value. It is going up surprisingly, up in value. Um, now, David's just been handed something. What have you got there? Is that dessert? Uh, might be. Uh, please bring it up for the camera. I want to see what you've just been handed. Actually, it, might be, uh, it might be a little bowl of um, chips. Oh, nice. Just a little, a little uh, podcast snack. <laughs> oh, okay. Keep my You'll have to put yourself on mute. You can't have you crunching. That's right. You can't chew your chips when you're <laughs> No, no it, it'll be good. It'll give um, it'll give texture to the show. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So, texture you probably don't need. Now, are we ready for my the new segment that we my segment the new segment <laughs> that I came up with about two minutes before we came on the show? Yes, let's let's hit with your segment. It's called Dun Dun Dun. How much is my Benz? And the reason we came, <laughs> the reason we came up with this was, I just got delivered today uh, the Mercedes Benz Car Club magazine, and I said, "Why don't we do a little?" And because David said, "Did you go straight to the for sale section?" I said, "Of course I did, right What's in the there? back." My, yeah. The first thing you look at, saying, you don't, really? want, don't want to miss out any on any bargains that might no. be there. No, definitely. Um, so then I. I said, well, I'll give you a couple of cars. And I said, well, let's make this a segment. How much is my Benz? <laughs> so here's one for you. I'll read the ad description. You take both take a guess at how much it is. Wait, Edward, are you making this competition? Is this going to be a, is, is it uh, Mr. Prince? Well, you know, whoever gets the point, whoever, whoever gets closest to the price wins. And we'll, we'll do best out of five or something. All right, let's do it. Ooh, okay. All right. We have a B180 CDI. That's a diesel. Diesel. Polar silver, 241,000 kilometres, six-speed manual, which has got to be rare. They didn't make many of those in a manual. Uh, Light grey interior, economical diesel, good condition, well-equipped always, garage, no expense spared on maintenance. They've overcapitalised, Matthew. (laughs) If ever anyone has, they have. Um, (laughs) Drives very well. Uh, now it says uh, that it's um, roadworthy and it's got front and rear park sensors. How much for the manual B one? Say what location 
Is it Woodward, uh, Victoria? No, it doesn't say, Mr. Prince. Okay. You know, okay. so okay. don't can let I, that affect your pricing judgment. Can I? Uh, can I just chip in there? I unashamedly will say I'm. Uh, I don't mind. I'm quite partial to a B to a B class. Oh, here we go. Here um, we go. I've so heard it all. Describe an SUV. I do. do yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, true. So. I think they're a kind of a quirky car. Like I don't, I don't particularly, I wouldn't particularly own one, but I think they're quite, quir quite quirky. And I have seen quite a few in manual of those, so it isn't quite. Really? Yeah, it isn't as rare as you might think. A lot of them came manual. Um, okay. The other, the other day, right. I, I was walking past um, uh, at the shops, shopping center here in Apple West, and yeah. they had a, they had a C class, a W two O three manual. I was like, oh, would you look at that? Yeah, I've seen a couple of the. Again, they're very rare, but I have seen a couple of those in a manual. Okay. Um, but this, because B classes were bought by senior citizens, you know, they, no, they no one else really bought them. Nice and of entry course, they, point. nice height. Yes, lovely height, nice entry point, easy to get in and out of. And I, the big S class was just too big for me, so I've gone. I've got, but I still want a Mercedes. I won't drive anything about. Um, uh, the best or nothing. I I'm going to say seven and a half. Okay, Maddie's at seven five, and you, David Prince. Gosh, I was scared. Now um, I would have said twelve and a half. You two are in for a bargain. I'd love to be selling this thing to either of you. In fact, maybe I won't tell you how much it is. <laughs> I'll buy it and then I'll sell it to bloody SUV boy here. Oh, um, get out of here, mate. 500 negotiable. How much? 4,500. Four and a half. Yeah. What year? Can you forward that number? I might have to, uh, to, to sell it. 07B180. <laughs> That is that's cheap. We've just got a lot of shocked looks at the moment. Yeah, gosh. All right, so that's the one to uh, Matthew. Yeah, all right. Uh, next on the list, we'll go for an older car here, classic. 250S W108, 1967, Horizon Blue, 165,000 kilometres, which is a documented genuine at 165,000 kilometres. Recent panel and paint, excellent original, can supply before photos, so that, you know, they've just restored right. the outside. Subframe mounts, oil cooler, rear discs, pads replaced, excellent red trim, blue carpet. How much is the 67 250S? And it does look nice in the photo. Hmm. Matthew Ooh. J. I would say, so what engines have got? 250, so 250. it's the okay. smallest yeah. of the oh. W108. Six cylinder. Um, I would say because it's a smaller motor. If it's been if it's been fully like the, the body's like all been done. Yeah, it looks pretty Mickey Mouse. Twenty nine, thirty. Ooh, give me one price, not two. One price. Uh, twenty nine thousand. Twenty nine thousand. Twenty nine. Yep, that's okay. right. Because right? it's a smaller motor. It's not the bigger motor. So. Okay. Mm, I think I'll go 22. Mm, well, it's in between the two of you. It's 25. So, Ooh. Mr. Wins round two. Okay. okay. Three more cars to go. Nicely done. All right. We have a CLK 350. CLK 350. Your Benz is how much? <laughs> what? 
What? <laughs> CLK 350 2006 convertible black 55,000k low miler. Uh, excellent condition, always garaged, original condition with roadworthy. Lovely black 06 CLK 350. So 06 was the second gen update. Um, the fact that it's a 350 shows you oh, it's yes, an update. Yes, yes, 320 yes. before that. So a nicer car to yeah, nicer looking than the earlier ones. Convertible too, not a not a coupe. Convertible, see, okay. But low These cars, they're not worth a lot though now. Like they're. Not, not, not stratospheric money. Although some Benz Club members do like to ask stratospheric money. <laughs> <laughs> B class guy. <laughs> well, see, he's a he. He knows what he's got. He's, he's like he's like I'm an honest man. This is this is what it is. Um, it's like it's a crapped out piece of Euro trash diesel that's been yeah. to the moon and back. I'll be lucky to get it out of my driveway. Um, hey, that, that it did come with a roadworthy it. Come with a red with it. Yes, true. As does the CLK. 55,000K. That's pretty low K. Uh, okay. It's a 2006, you said? Yes. Uh, black with a lovely cream leather upholstery. Uh, uh. I'm going to say. Matthew, second. your number, please. How much is my bag? Uh, ten and a half. Okay. Ooh. Okay. You're going to be a little more generous, David, or are you thinking that's a bit high? No, no, no. I was going to be a little more generous than that. Oh, okay. Um, because low case, low case, and the update. Because I did look at, or I was talking to someone who had a manual of those to sell, um, and I was quite surprised what it was worth. I thought I might might be a cheap car, but it wasn't. Um, <laughs> Seventeen, I'd say. Eighteen thousand, Mister wow. Prince. Two out of three go to Mister Prince. Okay. Okay. All right, so we now have two more. How many? A lot of money for that, though. Jeez, that is a lot of money. I was surprised what 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 they were worth. Still, given all right, we have car number four, C one eighty, W two o three, the peanut headlight, South African bucket of pus. Yeah. Don't don't let that cloud your judgment though with your price. Okay, fine, thanks. Two thousand and one sedan, champagne in colour. The odometer is two hundred and fifty two thousand eight hundred. They were all champagne. <laughs> they were yeah, pretty much. Literally every one of them. The colour I think was called. There was one called um, Travertine beige, cool. and they that was very common. And the interior was Java. Um, so if you had travertine on Java, you were the old person, absolute special. <laughs> um, it says, always maintain, good original condition, no roadworthy. Uh, now, for you, David, it is located in Maribyrnong. Right. Okay. I don't know if that has any effect on your judgment here. <laughs> no, no, no. Just with the B, I thought um, Ballarat and, and Bendigo and Geelong cars are often a high mileage high sort mile. of thing. Doesn't um, make it worth any more or less, probably. I don't know. No, no, but they, they're usually quite un, um, easy Ks. Yeah. You know, high up and down that, uh, that, those roads. Well, this is Maribyrnong, so I, I could have just been driving around the shopping centre for a long time. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, 3180, 2001, 252,000 on the clock, no roadie in Champagne. The fact that it's got no roadie means it needs some work. Uh, it's 
I mean, these aren't worth a lot of money these days. How brutal should I be? <laughs> That's the question. <laughs> um, uh, Four thousand. And David. Ooh, I was going to say three and a half. <laughs> a bit more brutal. Maddie has on the knocker got it four thousand. <laughs> So that's hang on, we two each now? Each, yeah. Oh, this is the decider. This last car. All right. It's an interesting one. It's a bit of an oddball. 1987 420 SL. Oh. Yeah, we never got we never got a 420 SL. No. So it's a Hong Kong import. <laughs> David, half a point to you there. <laughs> it's Impala Brown. Uh, 103,000 Ks imported to Hong Kong, 1987, to Victoria in 2010. Rust-free, excellent condition. One of only 2,184 420 SLs produced. So they didn't, even worldwide, they didn't make a lot of 420 SLs. Um, with the Roadworthy, how much is the Impala Brown low mileage 420 SL, Matthew? Now, the fact that it's an import clouds it but it's also an sl and people are spending quite a lot of money on them now i think mm -hmm. I, saw a I saw a 380 go for like close to 40 grand plus now um, oh yeah for a, for a good one yes for a good yes. one yeah yeah like for a rust free good example yeah high, high 30s 40s all day long this yep. being reports a bit of an interesting one and with the again the bigger motor is even more interesting because I don't really know where to put this car. Um, but going it's with a one. hard one to value, yeah, I'll yeah. give you that. If it was a three eighty it'd be you'd be more comfortable. Yeah. Um, but the fact that three eighty is like a good one can if it's as good as it says, uh, in like the thirty five, forty, forty five. I think I've seen the one for go for fifty at one point. Like a, like an yeah. early I think there are a couple of Shannons that cracked fifty. Yeah, um, um, I'm going to be at 36 and a half. And David P? That's right where I was going. So it, when was, did it come to Australia? Did it say uh, 2010? Came to Victoria in 2010. Okay. So, 87. okay. so it's a late one anyway, being an 87. Um, yep. But yeah, 87. So 23 years of living in Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. But only 103,000 K, so low K still. Do you know where Hong Kong is? Do you know? It's somewhere where, into the water. <laughs> somewhere close to salty oceans. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, they're no rusting. Don't know about that. I mean, they rusted. <laughs> they did rust anyway. Uh, let they alone, rusted, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, let alone no on rusted. an island in the middle of a coastal region in the middle. It of doesn't the... say no rust. It just says the rust is free. Rust free. Rust free. Oh, rust is yeah, free. We don't take the rust. <laughs> Look, I'll. With a roadworthy. I just think the provenance of the Mercedes Benz Car Club might look as as kindly on a Hong Kong report. I'll mm. say thirty thousand dollars. So we've got thirty. What were you, Matt? Thirty-six and a half. Half. Yep. We've got thirty. Well, they are asking. Would you believe fifty-two thousand? Oh. So that is Maddie closest Maddie for the win. I mean, I, I'm not going to take that as a win because that's on my. You have to take that as a win. That's the game. <laughs> but uh, but there is a half special mention, half a point to David for picking oh, yeah. the preemptive Hong Kong import. Preemptive Hong Kong import. Yes, very uh, well. That's uh, wow. 
Wow, that's a lot. That's a lot of coin for an import one, especially like that's that's a lot of money. But yeah. and they may not get it, but hey, it's worth a shot. You got to ask, I suppose, haven't you? Yeah, don't ask, don't get. There you oh. go. So there's a fun little segment that we can play sometimes, yeah. if you like. So Edward, every every month when you get that magazine, you got you got to uh, we're gonna we're gonna do that. Yeah, we, can, we can we can bring it back back on, you know. How much is that thing? I was having I a draw around um, car sales the other night actually, and I was just staggered at the price of some things. Um, yeah, I got into um, I had oh uh, I had a look at Holden Gemini's. Mm. Someone was talking about a Gemini on online, and I looked at mm. Gemini. There's a Papaya SL Coupe. 77 so t tc thirty thousand dollars um there were even even ratty old tesls you know were like over 10. um i thought that's big money and then then i got a ford escorts my (laughs) goodness yeah yeah Yeah. forget about an escort now forget it forget it crazy money i was actually staggered i mean Things creep up like those, like um, like Benny Moose's um, Alpha. You know, for a while they were fifteen grand. You know, fifteen grand, fifteen grand for years, and now they've just gone absolutely yeah. nuts, and they're a fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollar car. Yeah, well, more in some cases. You know, for the good ones. Yeah, I heard of one, the other day a friend. I, I know this guy through another friend purchased an XD Falcon out of a, a neighbor's shed. So it wasn't running right and the brakes weren't working. So got it running smoothly and, and put a new master cylinder in it, that type of thing. $150 he paid for the car, sold, put it on a truck interstate, 15 grand. You're kidding. Was it a six or an eight? I don't know. I didn't get that detail. Wow. 15 Gs for a barn find XD Falcon. And the That's other thing the other day I heard of that shocked me was our friend Rowan, David. Uh, you've met Rowan, Maddie, I think. Yeah, you've met Rowan. Um, he was took, because I had an MG midget, you know, for 13 years, a little late 60s Mark III MG that was, and they were 7 grand, 10 grand, 13 grand, 12 grand. They were all under 15 all day long for years. They just sat at that same level. And he said something about midgets. For for twenty five, thirty, thirty five grand. I said, "What are you talking about?" Yeah. Me, I got on car sales. There's one at forty five. There's one at thirty five. Wow. There's another at thirty two. And I was like, "Geez, I should have hung on to the damn thing." Yeah. Um, and um, there was one, you know, down at twelve and a half or something like that. But I thought, "Wow, they have." I don't know whether they're getting it or whether they're just asking it, but they've certainly come way way up on where they were like doubled tripled yeah well i sent this i sent this to my brother yesterday i don't know if you can see it so it's an f6 310 like his uh, yeah twice 77 yeah. wow. that's insane and like my brother spent i think just above above half that what he on his one um that's that's insane like that's just insanity everyone everything's gone a little bit nutty at the moment and i wonder if it'll kind of correct itself a bit you know i wonder if it's a short-term thing well it's it's people because they've got time to to look at cars now two uh new cars aren't selling three used cars are going through the roof because no one can get access to a new car that's why they're going for straight up yeah yeah but yeah in the upper in, in, and in the upper um, levels too, you know, people aren't 
going to find they're going to be able to have their skiing holiday in America over Christmas and things like that. So they're yeah. thinking, well, yeah. I'm going to get a nice car that I can play with. I've yeah. heard quite a bit of that. Yeah. Uh, I sent, Maddie, I sent one to Ed the other day. It was a Fiat um, Multipla, which was the little <laughs> 500 base six-seater. Yeah. Um, and a, um, cool. a very cool little thing. Um, and it was popped up for $79,990. Oh. oh, that's a bit dear. And I happened to notice that it, 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 uh, it was photographed outside a, a, a guy I know's place, but it wasn't that guy. And I messaged this guy and he said, oh, no, that's my neighbour's car. He said he's been trying to sell it for a while. He started at $115,000. Ouch! For a Fiat Multipla. Um, Fiat Multipla. I couldn't believe that it. Nuts. That is so nuts. I'd rather well, walk. Well, put it this way. I'd rather walk. walk. <laughs> <laughs> Harsh. Well, you'd rather walk and have 115 grand in your back pocket. Oh, true. Yeah. yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Um, an original VL Calais Turbo, they're 80 grand now. 80 grand for yep. a VL Calais? Calais tur- original Turbo has to be a Turbo. Original factory Turbo, yeah, yeah. Factory Turbo, because a lot of them got converted. But um, I remember seeing one a few years ago, 50 grand. I'm like, nah, I mean, it's a bloody VL. And now 80 grand. RX3 wow. for $150,000. Like, they're, they're just, yeah, it's just, just insane. Maybe I should put my Renault 16 online at like 25 grand and just see what happens. I want to put the LTD at 32,000 and a half. There you go. <laughs> oh, someone will buy that for sure, Matty. <laughs> well, look, if they can get a the money that's been spent on a, it, the money, you know. They can get a barn find XD for 15 grand. Mine's a barn find LTD that's set in a garage for 12 years. All so my cars are going to be barn finds after COVID. They're all covered in yeah, stuff. That's right. that's, Every single one of the bloody cars. In a minute, I saw this article and it's got some interesting cars. Have a look at that for a selection, gentlemen. Oh, I yeah. saw that yeah. on uh, Facebook, was it, or Insta yesterday? Yeah, 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 someone shared it. So yeah. you've got the BMW 5 Series, the E28. You've got an XE, uh, XF. Fairmont Gear. You've got a VL Commodore or Camay. You've got a Toyota Crusader and is that a Magna Elite? Yes. What a lineup! And I read the result too, which was quite surprising. Magna. Was it the Magna? Magna? Well, Magna I think came second, but it was certainly the best value, and it outclassed all the others on features and trim and you know luxury sort of thing. It was um, they really rated the Magna, and I was like, well, it's nowhere now. No, that's right. What, what were the stuff? I know, I know from from people saying the Magna was like really good. Um, oh, they were. They were in in many ways. They were refined, quiet. They were built better than you know the Holdens and Fords of the day. They they were they were a pretty comfortable, smooth, and refined machine when they came Absolutely. out. They had timing chain issues. They the rings and the valve stem seals went early. They used oil and built smoke and typical Mitsubishi. Like popped out the side of the engine. Yeah, exactly. All of that. Um, but you know, if you were wafting down the road in an, in a, in a mid to late eighties Magna, they were a pretty nice car in a lot of them. And, and like a lot of those cars from the local manufacturers, especially, but probably the world over, the second one was actually a much better sorted car. So the TN yeah. Magnus yeah. series was a really yeah. nice, like the VC Commodores. I mean, 
preferably uh, they sorted out a lot of the gremlins from the VBs. Yeah, you know, and yeah. the VCs are the nice ones to get, I think. Yes, so yeah. they they weren't perfect in all areas, but they they definitely shook up the local market. And the wagons were, the wagons drove like the sedans. They were quite yes. refined. They weren't noisy and horrible and huge, absolutely huge in the back. And an Australian design to the wagon. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. So, you know, they have, they have their place. R31 wagon was, was Australian designed. The which, sorry? R31 wagon. A oh, Skyline okay. wagon or Pintara wagon, yeah. And the whole Camira. The Camira wagon was designed in Australia and used around the world as well. That, the whole Camira was designed in Australia, wasn't it? The whole the wagon. Car. The wagon. No, I no, no. The no. No, oh, was it an yeah. Opal? Oh, it was an everything. It was the J car um, platform. So it was, it was a an Opal, up. a Chev, it was a Cadillac Cimarron. It, it was, was a Mongol. A, um, Mongol. Opal and a Vauxhall Cavalier and you name it, it was a bit of everything. It was also <laughs> Wheels Co. of the Year. In 82 or 83, one of the one of those. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, interesting. Uh, I like looking at comparisons from like years ago, seeing, seeing what seeing the differences and, you know, what the, the what the motoring journos the, uh, said at the time of their, of when they were new. Because um, mm. obviously I've never bought a new car, probably never will. And I like buying cars that are you know, a few years old. So I find that there's more value in those. So it's always good to see how they rated uh, in, against their competition. It's interesting. Sometimes those old road tests, you read through it and it still stands today. Like there was a clear winner and the journos were all, all the things they said about the car, you can look at it today and go, yeah, it still ticks all those boxes. And, um, and, and you agree with the test and other times you just like, no way. Like what they might've picked back then and what you'd pick now out of that bunch is very different. Oh yeah. I exactly. Mean, I, I kind of now take motoring journalism uh, like, like you know, as a, from a grain of salt, really. Um, I was speaking to Riz, and Riz bumped into um, uh, the car salespeople doing a doing a road test on um, on, the, on the Ford EcoSport against uh, so I forgot what I was, and um, so he, Riz being Riz, you know, he's a he's a very uh, friendly guy. He goes and says, "Hey, how you doing?" He's, he's like, "Oh." What do you guys doing? He's like, oh, we're doing a road test. He's like, oh, who, what's going to win? He's like, well, it's all uh, ones paid us to 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 do this to do this review, so you can imagine which one's going to win. And for, and when he told oh. me that, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense as to as to. Uh, <laughs> wow. Okay. As to why. I actually said that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I think I think one was a. Was it, it was the I know we said an EcoSport and I think another one was a Honda or something. I don't know what it was. I I, I can't tell you, David. Um, I know you're yeah. a Honda guy, but I, I have to ask him. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I remember because you said the EcoSport. And I think that's just such a vile car. Like, I'm not a fan of that at all. So that always sticks in my head. It's like, oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> um, yeah, EcoSport. Um, but yeah, so I, I won't say which company paid them, but you can you can have a have a bit of a guess as to, as to... the uh, the replacement's about to come out for that. Uh, the uh, I think it's called the Puma. Well, they've uh, had a Puma before in Europe and in, in the UK. Europe they did. Yeah, it, was, okay. it was like it was yeah. like it was a little a little sports car, but now it's it's a crossover SUV. <laughs> they all are. Exactly right. <laughs> oh, so. So, yeah. I, I think, um, and and the the new Yaris. There's been a lot of press recently about the new Yaris. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. uh, which has just been released, and that the crossover and that's coming as well. But the um, but they're they're pushing thirty grand now, Yaris. That's like a lot of money. Completely different uh, price category, and I think it's the first time that. Um, Oh, I read one statistic or something. It was the first time since Toyota started selling cars in Australia that it's had um, uh, had a well, obviously had a car over 20, no car under the twenty thousand dollars for sale well. on, on sale. Wow, so that's, that's a bit insane. of a yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, there's any company that can do it. I know Mazda tried to do it and got a lot of backlash by trying to be a more premium you know car, upping their prices, but. Yeah. People yeah. just buy Toyotas because they buy Toyotas. So I don't think the That's price right. really is going to change Toyota unless people just give a big, <laughs> I don't think so. Um, so. <laughs> no, that's right. I mean, they've got an absolute bulletproof um, reputation and and uh, market. Which is yeah. not necessarily true anymore because the latest gen, gen, generation of um, Hiluxes are not very good at all in terms of reliability. Uh, they've got all sorts of issues. They're so, certainly not unbreakable. No, definitely no, not. So, no. <laughs> but again, they, they can still play on that. Um, on that. Uh, excuse me. Um, on that moniker. Yeah. Uh, well, it is time for the quiz, gentlemen. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know how we do it. It's ten questions, guys. Whoever gets the highest result out of the ten wins uh, for for this week. So, um, David, I'd be. And uh, you've got you've got a target on your back. You, you've got, you, you're, you're being hunted. <laughs> um, I have. Uh, it's very it's very hard for me because David knows a lot of the same things. Yes. Yeah, but but you know stuff too. I mean, we all have yeah, our areas. Yeah, but our special uh, Matt special and body. Taylor, they see either which way. All right, let's go. Well, we'll, we'll put it aside. Let's get it over the first question I don't think either of you are going to get, but anyway, um, in the movie Too Fast, Too Furious, the, Paul Walker at the start of the movie asks another gentleman what type of engine was in his car, which was the R34 Skyline, referring to a pizza place. What type of engine did it have? Ed. Ed. Is it a Domino's? <laughs> it's not incorrect. No. Just a guess. Just a guess. Just a fool. Yeah, no. I was going to say Barra, but you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll, yeah. Uh, Gallo twenty four. Um, so it was, it was a pizza of, place. Yeah, well, it, apparently in America, because the guy, the guy was drinking like a like a pizza, uh, had drinking a cup from a, like a drink from a pizza place, and he just like okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah. yeah, that's not my not my question. All right. Well, this one's more for you guys. What car am I from? A Japanese car company. This oh, yes, little yeah. car grew to grew in size to become a mid-sized car, and and even in some markets quite large. It competed in the World Rally Championship in the 1980s, superseded by its small smaller brother. However, this car pioneered the legendary 4G63 engine, which went on until the end of the line of nine versions of one particular model of car. Toyota, Ed, Ed, Toyota, Ed? a um, Toyota Corolla. Incorrect. It's not a Toyota code. Um, oh, it's not a Toyota code. Okay. It's not. Four doors, and here offered in all-wheel drive VR4 trim, as well as later. 
later a quad cam V6 variant of this car. What car am I? Uh, you'd be a Mitsubishi Galant. Galant, that's correct. Well done. Nice. Nice. Edward, it's got a 4G63. You own a car with a 4G63. You're Evo. Do you do. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't. I sounded Have you like opened a the bonnet on that car yet? No, I don't. Have I what? Opened the bonnet on that car yet? Yes, I did open the bloody bonnet. <laughs> Question three. Well, socially distanced from it at the moment, so that makes yes, sense. Yes, he is. Yeah, yeah. But um, I did open the bonnet, yeah, before lockdown. Oh, good, good. Excellent. Uh, David, just so you know, you're one up already. Score check. Just, just, just putting yeah, it out there. Thanks. Thanks. Um, Question three. The Ford, the previous generation Ford Focus ST had some interesting colours, the most of which was an orange slash yellow it came with. What was the name of this colour? It's got a really cool name. I have, I have heard it. Yes, yeah, so have I. Ed. Ed. Is it hell yellow? Incorrect. Mm, a stab in the dark. Mr. Prince, you want to go? Oh... Uh. I keep thinking thermal orange, but that's actually the NSX colour, so I don't think it's that. <laughs> it's not. It, it was a good guess, yeah. It's not bad. It's called Tangerine Scream. Tangerine Scream. Tangerine Scream. Wow. Scream. Wow. Yeah. Truth in advertising, which can't always be said for colour names. I can no, picture the colour. I know the colour. Yeah, it's 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 a very bright. It was kind of the halo colour for that car, and everyone's like Tangerine yes. Scream, Tangerine Scream when it came out. Yeah, yeah. Um, good, good colour for safety for your older couple. Very safe. Very safe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if you get hit by a car, it's not like you can say, I never saw it coming. Uh, <laughs> see that coming from a mile, you would. Question four. What car am I? Known for boasting the title of the first small SUV, this Japanese car has found popularity since it began in the 90s, offering two-door and four-door variants. Neil only offered as a four-door and offered with technology such as hybrid tech. What car am I? Ed. Ed. Suzuki Vitara? Incorrect. Okay. Right. Two and four door. Yep. From hybrid the 90s. Tech. Originally from the 90s. 90s was Vitara. They did two and four door. I was on the right track. But they were yeah. a proper four-wheel drive, Edward. Well, true, but you could have sort of thought of it as an SUV because they were little. Mm. Hybrid, hybrid, two and four door. So it's got to be. Well, it's sort of got to be Toyota. The only other Japanese hybrid was Honda. It wasn't a Honda, because he. Oh, or was it? I can't no. say anything. I'll give the answer away. Uh. <laughs> what? <laughs> Is you out, David? Are you out? Yeah, I'll go out. I'll, I'll, I'll pass on this one. Is it, is it Honda HRV? It isn't. It is the Toyota RAV4. They're yeah. often in both two door oh, and four door. Of course. Yeah, that's true. They were. Yeah. Oh, and of course, the latest hybrid one is the top selling RAV4. New car in Australia. Yeah, well, I wasn't far off with a Vitara. You're on the, you're on the, on the right the track. track. But, you know, I think they even boast about it in their ads now, like, you know, the original small SUV, inverted commas. Mm. Um, question five. The most expensive Mercedes S-Class you can buy has a particular name. What is it? Ed. Ed. Well, 
not real. I want, I want to say Maybach. It is, yeah, that, that, yeah, it is. It's is a Maybach. Really Mercedes, you know, is that like David says? It's a little bit of a. Technically, it is now. I did my research on this one. Technically, it is now because Maybach, as a brand, has kind of not happened for a while, and they're now the top S class. Is the main Oh, that's one point for me. That's something. One it is. Point to you. Yes, there you go. So I'm at the halfway four. point, gentlemen, it is one all. Here we go. <laughs> Gee, okay, none of us are. It's down to the wire, guys. Oh, stand back, stand back. Question <laughs> okay. um, six: What car am I? This small performance car was a mid-engine animal when it came out. Often. Uh, can, uh, often sold with a front-mounted, normal, uh, normally aspirated four-cylinder engine. This car was a revelation to have a mid-mounted V6 and a relatively short wheelbase. The motor was said to be out of its bigger brother in, in, terms, of, in terms of the van that they sell for this company. Not sold in Australia, however... Ed. Ed. Oh, oh. Renault R5 Turbo. I'll give you half a point for Renault. It's not the R5. What do you mean half a point? <laughs> Can it's I have the other half? Half turbo. It's that turbo. No, thing. it's it's not a turbo. This one, uh, David. Uh, Renault Clio. Clio V6. That's what I'm after. There we go. I'll give you point five. He didn't say the V6. He didn't say the V6. <laughs> Close oh, enough. Well, Matt had already <laughs> said V6. <laughs> yeah, I did. Mid mounted V6. Fine. Fine. Fine then. Well, I've got half a point. You do. So it's one point five each. Question seven: The Porsche nine eleven. <laughs> It became water cooled with what generation? Ed. Ed. That was with the nine nine six generation. Nine nine six. Well done. Well done. Well done. Question eight. What car am I? <laughs> Originally a homologated car. This seam welded front wheel drive uh, pocket rocket out of the nineties was known for its best for the as the best front wheel drive car uh, front wheel drive handling car of its day. With the ability to rev to 8,000 RPM with its 1.8 litre motor, getting well regarded all around the world for being an absolutely awesome car to drive, what car am I from Japan? Ed. Ed. Is it Honda Integra Type R? Yeah, it is the Integra Type R. Well done. Yeah. Oh. DC2. You should have got that, David. I should have. C-motor chassis. <laughs> I didn't know will be very disappointed in me. I didn't know that was homologated. Um, it, was, it was. It was homologated for um for, for racing that car. That actually had a C molded chassis and was was pretty damn cool back when it when it came. Is that the one that Maddie Dart? Maddie Dart has the DC two. That's that car. That's the one. Indeed. Hmm. Question nine. Ford had lasers in the eighties, which were two tone. They were marketed as what? Two. Hang on. Say that again. Ford had lasers. In the eighties, which were two tone, they were marketed as what? So they were called the laser something. Well, they had a couple, I think, didn't they? One of them was called the laser red line. Uh huh. That was one. I'll okay. give you a point for that. But there's another one I'm after. So th there's two. There's two. I, I, I wrote down both. I can show, show you my screen. Uh, but there was another one. If, you, if you, Edward, you can get. If you get that, you can you can get the point well, as well. I don't um I don't know the answer to that. I don't know what a two-tone laser is called. They they marketed it as the splits with a Z. Oh, 
<laughs> That's awful. It's terrible. It's horrible. I, I even, I've, I've even seen the commercial for this. It's the commercial starts with like a zip going down a down the street. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I'll have to show you, man. It's, it's horrendous. But That's awful. What? Red line and that does not make me want to buy that car. Sorry. Red line. Blitz. It sounds so, like they sound like ice, icy poles, like ice creams. <laughs> so, uh, scores. Uh, Edward is on. Um, uh, Edward is one on one and a half or two and a half or something. You are on one, two, three point five, and uh, David is on two point five. So David can either tie it up mm-hmm. and we go into a tiebreaker, or Ed will get the winner. Tonight. The tension is too much. Oh, it's it's incredible. <laughs> like it's just it, I've, I've never been electric. as stressed as this one. It's electric. Oh. <laughs> Question ten: What car am I? Oh. A mid-sized Aussie car from the seventies. It was based on a Europe version of this model, um, of, which was not available with straight sixes, unlike here. Here, being rear-wheel drive, it was also available with a four-cylinder power plant. However, not as possible as this. Not as popular. As its slant straight six options, the car is David. Hang on a minute. Slant straight six says to me that we're talking about Valiance Hemi motors. No, says David. No. Well, because I've said that, that kind of has to be my guess. So I have to give it to David. Then I have to. I'll shut up. We're talking Chrysler Centura. We are talking Chrysler Centura. Well done. Centura. Yes. So, in the Valiance, there was no four-cylinder in those. No. No, they were all sixes. They also came came with either a four-wheel or a three-cylinder. Yeah. Yeah, I was just about to say that. That's where it was known over in Europe. Um, What was it known as? Sorry? So no, so no, no that, that's the smaller engine. The four cylinder was known as the the Sim something. Uh, was was it called the? Oh, okay. David just said it. The, the oh Simca. Yes, yeah, that was a smaller four. Yeah, no, that was the that was the 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 comp, car company that that it was oh. in in Europe. Oh, Badged as the Simca, which is yeah. a French brand. That's right. Yes, yes, thirteen o thirteen o two or something. I think that shape was. So yeah. that's what they that's what they also marketed the the four cylinder engine as. That's what that's what its name was here in Australia. Oh, okay, um, the Simca engine. Oh, well, that would follow, I suppose, because that's all yeah. like, available with over there. Yeah, we yep. had a habit in the seventies of grafting six cylinder engines into cars that should never have had them, like the Austin Kimberley. Yeah, indeed, indeed, and any TE Cortina with a six or a T oh, or a TD with a. Yeah. That huge 4.1 litre six cylinder engine at the front. Should never have had it. Awful cars. Uh, big motor, <laughs> not a lot of chassis. Um, well, what does that mean? Hang on, are we even now? So, yeah, even. it is even Steven, so we're going to have to be a tiebreaker. We're going to have to go to a tiebreaker. All right. Um, all right. Let's... What about a, how, how much, like my, how much is my Benz segment, but for a different <laughs> car? Uh, here's one. How much have I spent on my LTD? There you go. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Four thousand nine hundred closest. <laughs> wow. Oh, jeez. All right. Um, give me a moment. I'll get a question for you both. Okay, guys. So, this is the heartbreaking question. Mazda's thirteen B rotary mm-hmm. has an engine capacity 
of what in liters? Ed. Ed. Mm-hmm. I think it's a 1.3. It is a 1.3. Well done. Edward wins. Oh. Oh, well done, Ed. <sighs> Did you know that, though, David? Did you know that it is a 1.3? Yes. So I thought you would have. You didn't just give that to me out of pity, did you? No, no, no. I, I was, I was, I was backwards we, and forwards in my we mind. We're deliberating. And obviously, the one three relates to the one point three because that makes sense. But I did out. have. I thought that it was a one point five. Was the other thing I was thinking. The thing that throws me with those is that they, um, when you go into car sales and you search two cylinder cars, which I have done on, on occasion, they come up. Yes. All the R, all the RXs come up because the rotaries were always two cylinders, considered two cylinders. Considered two cylinders. Yeah, it's right. weird, isn't it? Hmm. Oh well, there we go. What can you so, do? Uh, Edward, is anybody you'd like to thank for for this victory? I'd like to thank me, me, and me, and um, Matthew for running the quiz. <laughs> um, you're you're a good winner, Edward. You, you're not you're not being smug or anything to to Mr. Printer there, so. <laughs> you know, I take the good with the bad. There's, there's been plenty of weeks where I've just been absolutely. No- there was one week where I didn't even get a point. I think, like, where I got half, like out of ten, I got half, and I was like, "What is going on?" This you get is- to about the third question, and think, right, tonight's not the night. No, just think it's not my night. Yeah, exactly. But it, look, I'll be honest with you guys. Though, there were some tight questions in there, like you know, some some really really tricky ones. Like I, I caught you out, Edward, with the. Uh, uh, the Renault Clio um, question. Uh, you went with the uh, the R5 Turbo. Uh, yeah, so... the R5. See, that was that was the original mid-engine Renault was, Rally car, wasn't it? Yeah. The R5. Was. And there's one on car sales for over 100 grand at the moment in yeah, Australia. Really? Well, oh, like 120 or 105 or something like that. Yeah. Big wow. money for one of them. If you find a barn find, find grab that. Did they ever sell like them in big numbers here? Surely not. Like, I don't they think they ever sold them here at all. Yeah, sorry, I, I didn't think they would have ever sold them here. No, I think Renault they were on left-hand drive too. Oh, I right. think it was yeah. one of those cars yeah. that were Renault, never... Renault 5s never came here officially, but there's a handful running around that people have brought in. The 4s um, did. We got the 4, but we didn't get the 5. Yeah, we got the 4. The R4 we did. Yes, correct. Did you hear the story seen. with the R4 when they released them in Paris, in France, when they were new, it was 64 or something like that? They actually parked a hundred of them in Paris with the keys in them. And they just invited the people of Paris to, if there's one parked, to drive it and, and, and experience it. Isn't and, that amazing? And, and the whole thing was that they did, people would just drive them and test drive them and then park them. And then and then someone else, oh, here's one with the keys in it. Right, and off they'd go and have a drive. That's it's how they... so French, isn't it? Oh, that yeah, yeah, just, yeah. I wonder how many... End, see, if that was in Melbourne, they'd all end up in the Yarra. That's right. <laughs> the e-bikes. Like, yeah, like the e-bikes or whatever. I wonder oh, how many right. of them ended up in the same river in Paris. In I'm Paris. sure there was a degree of that. But when they collected <laughs> up the ones that they could at the end, um, they covered they covered like some millions of kilometres. You know, in in the in the the month or the you know two week or whatever the period time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all being driven like you know all over the place. Um, and yeah, yeah, I mean, it went on to become. I think it's almost. I think they actually built more R4s than they did two CVs. I think the R4 was actually a. Well, the couple of times I've been in Paris, I've seen R4s. You know, yep. like I've seen it very bashed up. You know, these are not well cars. As any car <laughs> in Paris is pretty pretty bashed. Pretty bashed up. Um, 
But I've seen R4s. I've never seen any other Renault in Paris. Any other old Renault. You yeah, know, yeah, okay. um, yeah. I have so a feeling you, it's one of those little sleepy facts that they don't sort of... Um, I think it's the most produced French car ever and one of the top sort of three or four in the world. Yeah, I like them. I think they're a cool little, yeah, little yeah, They had the, the umbrella push-pull gear shift yep, absolutely, out, yeah. out of the dash. Yeah, I'd like to drive an R4 one day. Put that on the list. That's on the, <laughs> that's on the uh, interesting cars to drive list. Yeah, that's on the interesting cars for Ed to drive that he can afford list. <laughs> you know, not the MG Midget and BL Calais Turbo list that is out of Ed's reach. When I did the Dutton Rally in the Scamp, you had to form club um, teams. And, and we formed up with a team, a, a guy from South Australia that had an R4 and uh, a guy from Canberra who had a Fiat 500. Oh, uh, so, so you were in a, a similar the little... The total cubic capacity of our team was about 1.2 litres. <laughs> <laughs> what a great team, though. Yeah, yeah it was brilliant. I, we were, I we'll prefer to be in that team than any other team. 100%. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> okay, that's it then. Oh, that's it, guys. Uh, thanks for... Uh, thanks for jumping on the show guys and if you missed any of your previous episodes that will up on Shed Engine iTunes Spotify or wherever you get your podcasting apps don't forget to subscribe rate and review to Car Talk get us higher up on those rankings so we can get we can get more get more noticed check our Facebook page it's Car Talk with me Jay also check our merch on Teespring we've always got things happening on there so um, support the show that gives you all this free content um, by jumping onto teespring.com uh, we're just called the Car Talk store links in our Facebook page as well Thank you, gentlemen, for some lovely discussion tonight. You're very Always nice. fun. Great fun. Always and, fun. And um, I'll see you guys next time. Take it easy. Take okay. It. Bye.